There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is our Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are in Linden, Vermont this week. If you hear a little bit of noise in the background, our studio is probably not the best for recording, but it's the only quiet place we could find with any kind of solace. And so uh, you might hear a little bit of ticking and maybe a little bit of uh, brushing noise in the background, so I apologize for that. We thank the Lord for the meeting. Thank the Lord for the Bethlehem Baptist Church, and uh, they've been a blessing to us all these years, and I thank God for them. Thank God for the people of God there, and I uh, had a good turnout Sunday night, and uh, a lot more folks came out Sunday night than came out Sunday morning. Now, we record these at least a day in advance, and so... Uh, this is Monday afternoon, getting ready to head to the house of God in about half an hour since we're done recording, and Lord willing, we'll be preaching tonight. But So if you're in the area, northern Vermont, love to have you come. If not, would you pray for us? Pray for the services. Pray for God to have his will and his way, uh, that he would bind the strong man. And uh, we don't want to see folks die and go to hell. don't want to see folks lost without hope, without Christ. And I had some folks coming in uh, Sunday night. They said they'd be here tonight, be here uh, throughout the week. We certainly thank God for that. And so we'll be here through Friday, Lord willing, 7.30 each night. And then, of course, we'll be down in Rhode Island, Warwick, Rhode Island, on Sunday for three services. So pray for those services if you would. And back in Job chapter 30, and I'm going to start back in verse 20, where he says, I cry unto thee, and thou dost not hear. And he said, I stand. Now, it's interesting that he says this, but he says, I cry unto thee. And again, it's first person. It's Jesus Christ. He is speaking here. This is Job prophesying. He's speaking by the Spirit of Christ. And thou dost not hear me. I stand up, and thou regardest me not. And so again, he's been forsaken. He has been separated from the Father. And we see that so many times in Scripture. And it's that important thing we spoke of so many times in this podcast, that how Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And that's one of those things that uh, folks, I hear all the time, they just say that Christ died for our sins, was buried, rose again. That is the gospel. And some people say, well, that's Paul's gospel. No, when it's according to the scriptures, it's the only gospel. And this is the only gospel uh, that we preach. This is the only gospel, uh, my friend, is this gospel of the scriptures, how the Christ came into this world. He was made flesh for us. He was God in flesh. And he died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And after he died, he was buried. He was put in a common grave. He was put in a clean grave, a new grave. And then he was resurrected by faith, and he was resurrected and lives again according to the scriptures. All of those must be fulfilled. And that's the gospel that we preach. And so we see this in the passage. We see the cry, and we speak many times on this podcast, of the cry of Jesus Christ. In verse 31, thou art become cruel to me. 
With thy strong hand, thou opposest thyself against me. And what is that strong hand? Well, it's where it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It's when he ran upon him like a giant. It's when he took him by the neck and shook him to pieces. Uh, that's the prophecy fulfilled. It's what Job is speaking of here. And again, when you see that Job is a prophet, once you come to that realization, and there may be some listening that aren't on board. You may not understand, may not see. That's all right. We're just going to keep preaching what God has shown us. Once you see Job as a prophet, it opens up a whole new world. It opens up the scriptures, and uh, you can realize that all through the scriptures, in the volume of the book, it is written of me, and you can see that, and we see it here, with a strong hand. Why? Because his hand has come against Jesus Christ. In verse 22, thou liftest me up to the wind, thou causest me to ride upon it, and dissolvest my substance. Now, Christ, we know, was lifted up. He's lifted up to the wind. Why? The wind blows the dust away, and I can understand that. We're talking here, again, the sufferings of Christ. Uh, he's been made, he's down in the ashes. We talked about that as well. But when you see this in Christ, you realize that the Lord, and then he says, for I know that thou wilt bring me to death into the house appointed for all living. And so again, there's the death. He's going to bring him to death and the house appointed to all living. There's the resurrection. That's the promise. There is Jesus Christ. That's the faith of Christ. He believes that God is going to deliver him. And yet we know he's appointed to death. We know that he cannot escape death because the scriptures foretold it. And by the foreknowledge of God and the word of God told us that. And so God has, has told it that Jesus Christ would die. Therefore, he must die. He must be our offering for sin. But in verse 24, how be it he will not stretch out his hand to the grave, though thou cry in his destruction. And again, the strong words that we see in the Psalms, the, the destruction, we see his weeping, we see his mourning, we see him asking for deliverance, we see that horror hath overwhelmed him. Fear has come upon him. Those are words that are not easily associated with Jesus Christ, and it really takes understanding of Scripture to know that, to see that, because we have this glorified Savior that we see, that we see by faith, and we see him glorified. We see him at the right hand of God. We see him making intercession for us. We see him coming back in the book of Revelation. We see him as that great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We see him warring. We see him overthrowing the devil. We see him overthrowing the works of hell. He's overcome the world, and we see those things. But there's a time we have to look at scriptures and realize this was a man who was God in flesh, and this man bare our sins in his body, and this man was overwhelmed at Calvary. This man was overwhelmed in the garden. This man was overwhelmed with his awaiting judgment. This man was overwhelmed, my friend, in his life. Why? Because horror overwhelmed him. Fears come upon him. Destruction is in his ways. And he speaks that again in Job. He would not stretch out his hand to the grave, though that cry in his destruction. Did not I weep for him that was in trouble? Was not my soul grieved for the poor? And why did he weep? Because he put the tears in his bottle. We understand that according to the Psalms. And uh, God put the tears of Jesus Christ in a bottle. And we've said many times on this podcast and in preaching, not only do we see the body of Christ, that holy one of God, and we see the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed, that we might have redemption, that we might be forgiven, that our sins might be washed. We also see the the, the very being of Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the soul of Jesus Christ, all of those things we see in Scripture. We also see the tears of Jesus Christ. And he asked the Lord, put thou my tears in thy bottle. And the Lord was faithful to do that. Why? Because he wept over us. It was with strong crying and tears. He made supplication for us. 
And so we understand according to the scriptures, Jesus Christ was that man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. He did not weep for him that was in trouble. Was not my soul grieved for the poor? Oh, my soul. And so many times the psalmist would just say, oh, my soul, referencing Jesus Christ, speaking as Jesus Christ, by the spirit of Christ, the sufferings. Why art thou cast down, oh, my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? And another place said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And we see the soul of Jesus Christ. In verse 26, when I looked for good, then evil came unto me. And when I waited for light, there came darkness. Why is he waiting for light? He's looking for the resurrection. He's looking that God would deliver him. Yet darkness came upon the cross. Darkness came at Calvary. Darkness fell upon the land. Darkness covered the land. Jesus Christ, under the cover of darkness, was judged. Yet by faith, he believed that God would deliver he believed that God would take him from prison. He believed that God would remove him, that God would take him and remove him uh, from that horrible pit where there's no water. He believed that by faith. And that's why he said that. That's why he makes that great statement. Again, this cannot be Job. Uh, this wouldn't even be logical to be Job. Even though logic, you look at this and you say, well, this is just allegory. No, this is Job's parable he's speaking in. When I looked for good, evil came unto me. And when I waited for light, there came darkness. And then he said, my bowels boiled and rested not. The days of affliction prevented me. Why has been made sin? Why are his bowels boiling? Because he have every disease is laid on him. Every sickness is laid on him. Everything that we've ever borne in our bodies was laid upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And I won't go into the graphic details, but every virus, every bacteria, every awfulness, every calamity, everything that could come upon a man was laid upon Jesus Christ. That leanness came unto him. His face was wrinkled. His visage was marred. His bowels boiled within him. He was troubled on every side. He had been made sin for us. There was nothing, there was nothing, no beauty nor comeliness that we should desire him. That's the Savior of the cross. That's why it's hard again sometimes to wrap your mind around that. We see him triumphant in the book of Revelation. We see him slaying uh, with the word of his mouth. We see him coming and ruling this earth and ruling and reigning for a thousand years. And we see that according to the scriptures. And once we see that, my friend, we realize that this is the Son of God. This is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. He's come to rule and to reign, but it's a time we must stop and reflect and look upon him dying for our sins according to the scriptures. We take that uh, cup. We take that bread. We take that remembrance of Jesus Christ. We remember that body that was broken for us. Remember that body that bare our sicknesses, that body that bare our diseases, that body that bare our iniquity. And we remember that. And we remember that on that day. And we look at Jesus Christ and it ought to bring a heaviness to us. It ought to bring a sorrow to us. It's good to ponder these things to realize what, and by the way, I can't comprehend what he's done. I'd be shallow, I'd be deceitful, I'd be full of anybody on this podcast if I said I really comprehended what Jesus Christ has done. I can't even begin to scratch the surface. I think of the most awful things I've gone through, and yet his grace was so sufficient. I think of the horrors of life that have come upon me and my wife and our family, and yet his grace has been sufficient. And yet he bore all of those things, not only for me, but the sins of the whole world. 
And my friend, the awfulness is, is beyond my comprehension. I don't pretend to comprehend it, but when I say this, I certainly want to bless the name of the Lord. I certainly want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to bless his name and exalt his name. It ought to make me love him more and more each day. It ought to make me seek favor of him every day, that I could come before his throne and bow at his feet and worship him and take that ointment, that precious ointment, and run down and put it upon his feet and rub it in those wounds upon his feet and anoint his, his feet and kiss his feet and love him because he's the son of God that gave himself for me. And oh, it puts it in a perspective and gives us an understanding of who he was and what he's done and how we bless him and how we thank him. Oh, that I'm not going to hell. I'm not lost without hope. Uh, I am mi- most miserable of all men, but yet I have hope in Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a blessing that is. That he would send himself to die. That he would come to this earth and die for sinful men. The apostle Paul said to save sinners of whom I am chief and how we thank him and praise him. I went mourning without the sun. I stood up and I cried in the congregation. Why did he go mourning without the sun? He's under darkness. He's mourning as a sinner. He's mourning over his estate. He's mourning over the awfulness that's come upon him, the calamity that's come. And I love that word in that King James Bible when he said that horror has come upon him. All the awfulness. Oh, the terribleness, yet there's a glimmer of hope because by faith he knows God is going to deliver him. By faith he knows he's not going to stay dead. By faith he knows his soul is not going to stay in hell. I cried in the congregation, I am a brother to dragons and a companion to owls. My skin is black upon me and my bones are burned with heat. Why, it's been offered for sin. He is that burnt off. We see those inwards are taken from him. An offer upon an altar is a sin offering, and that body is taken outside the camp and is burned in another place. And oh, my friend, you realize the suffering. Do you realize the agony of Christ? You realize what he really, really went through that we might be saved. And he said, my harp also is turned to mourning and my organ into the voice of them that weep. He couldn't sing a song. He couldn't sing a song of destruction. He couldn't sing a song of calamity. There was no mirth at Calvary. There was no joy at Calvary. There was no song in his heart why it made him to be sin for us. But, oh, my friend, God did not leave him dead. God did not leave him in hell. God did not leave him in the grave. There was a song he sang. There was a rejoicing. There was joy that came in the morning. Why, that weeping endured for the night, but then joy cometh in the morning. And bless his holy name. He came out of that grave victorious, came out of that grave alive, came out of that grave having offered our sins. And and he's alive forevermore. And he's seated on the right hand of God, making intercession to those that believe on his name. Is this your Christ? Is this the Christ you have? Is this the Christ you serve? And you just have that little menial God that that wouldn't die on the cross. And you have that little menial God that has a big gold halo on his head that all he did was just go to the cross. Do you fully understand the sufferings of Christ? I didn't say comprehend, but do you understand? Do you believe the word of God? Do you see Job as that prophet of God foretelling the sufferings of Jesus Christ? I certainly see it. I hope you see it. Join us again tomorrow as we do another edition of the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.